ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are joining you today. This song just this beat came to mind. So it's an old school, you know, um, rap beat. I think it was, uh, what's his name? Doggy Fresh and Slick, Slick Rick. Oh, I know that one, Doggy Fresh. <laughs> ah, so what's going on? There you go. a band over here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been, it's been one of those weeks, I guess, you know, kind of in a way. I mean, it's mm -hmm. been, it's been, I think what in the first ones, I, it felt like I always started off being like, it's been like a roller coaster ride. Uh -huh. <laughs> So last night we were up at 11 o'clock at night because my daughter at 10 all of a sudden comes running down and she has braces and uh -huh. she still had one baby tooth. Uh huh. So of course this baby tooth has a brace on it gotcha. and it fell out. So she has this dangling, I mean it's not really dangling because it's attached That's to the thing, but it's kind of like, she's like, I can't go to sleep. I just, and, you know, and so we're trying to figure out, you know, how to cut it out of there Ooh. and oh yeah it was and it was, well that it went well it yeah thankfully it wasn't thankfully. all the way in the back that would have been challenging but yeah you know, i mean you got the pliers in the child's mouth kind of thing and it's <laughs> you know i've seen i've seen them put it put the the uh, thread connected to a lawnmower a riding mower or even to a bike and it just go ready go I'm like oh no oh 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 no oh no for real oh no for real mm. Mm. that would not be me or my child I mean I know we're like you know we're, we're trying to sterilize the the pliers and everything because you know normally they're not in our mouths um so she's like what what is dad doing? Why is that over a flame? Why is he going to stick it in my mouth when it's like hot? And, you know, like, relax. I mean, this is all before we've even gotten into the mouth, you know. It was we're, so funny. We're about to brand you. You are Phillips. <laughs> you are Phillips. And while girl. I'm in there. It, it, <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is. I'm tying that up. tongue up, too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh wouldn't, my goodness wouldn't, wouldn't be such a bad thing in a lot of, i mean she's 13 now and <sighs> it's that you know hear trust me, me roar trust me yeah we got a 15 year old here who's doing who's saying i mean good they're good good people but you know mm, they know it all we were once there so we we know how it is how are things going on with you how are things coming on with you tracy how how have you been managing these past two weeks? Well, so <laughs> what? So what's today? Today's Wednesday. Today so Monday, Wednesday. I have my, every other Monday, I have my coaching calls with my writing coach who's okay. helping me with my book. Yep. And typically what I do is I write, you know, during the two weeks and then I'll send her usually Friday of the week before mm -hmm. that Monday. Yeah. I'll send her what I have. Gotcha. And, you know, last week was a little unusual because I was away. You know, we went Wednesday, Thursday, we're away in Montreat and uh, Asheville, North Carolina, which was a ton of fun. It was yep. like a great time. I love the mountains at this time of the year. Yes. And so then that you know, kind of upset my week, but I did writing when I was, when I was up in the mountains uh, a little bit, but you know, okay. I have, okay, so this is what I had shared with, with my coach. 
-hmm. is I've always loved writing. I had a really good friend of mine back in 2015, a college friend who I was talking to on the phone before I started writing my monthly blog post. And, you know, I was like, I need to get back into writing. He's like, you should. He's like, you, you, you're good at that. You, mm -hmm. you enjoy that. Yeah. Just do it. Right. So he's kind of like my muse. He got me, you know, back into writing regularly. And so for, you know, five years, I've been, you know, committed to putting out a, a monthly post. Correct. And so I, I enjoy it, but this is so different, right? As you can imagine, and as people who've written a book know, you know, when you write a book and you do a monthly blog post, totally different. Like for me, it's one and done. It's that's, that's, I can pour myself into it for that period of time. And then, you know, and this is something that you're refining your, mm. your, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of my own words at this point, <laughs> like I'm just, you know, type of thing. And, and yet you, you have support from your editors and that kind of thing, but it's still your work. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I, I kind of am not accustomed to having to work with the same thing gotcha. for so long. Gotcha. And so I'm noticing myself in this space of getting bored with my own work. And, and yet I need to keep it fresh. So part of what I've been noticing in myself is this aversion to sitting down and writing. And I kind of, you know, I would do it, but it felt difficult. Difficult. Mm. It felt hard. Mm. It felt, and what's, you know, what's so funny is and my coach is the one that said it is she's like, but this is the exact chapter that you're working on right now is about how to move from the conditioned value of no pain, no gain. You have to work hard to earn it. And, and here I am literally experiencing the very thing I'm writing about and not quite making that connection in myself until she points it out. She goes, it's perfect. It's divine. It's exactly like you're literally in it as you're trying to help people understand mm. the importance of moving beyond it. Wow. And that was very, very cool. But the other thing that came up was really interesting mm. because the day before I still had nothing to send her because I wanted to send her the full chapter. I don't want to just send her bits and pieces. And I didn't have the full chapter yet. And so I'm like, I'm going to show up on Monday and I'm just going to tell her where I'm at. Mm. And that's where this conversation came from. But the day before I was taking a break, it was one of my writing days and I was taking a break and I went to go get a glass of water and it suddenly hit me. Uh -huh. The book is written. That's what hit me. The book mm -hmm. is written. And I started to think about all my blog posts and all the, and I went back and I started reading wow. the messaging in all of my, because there's, there's threads of patterns throughout all my blog posts for the last mm -hmm. five years. And I realized that, I mean, and I almost wanted to reach out to my friend who started me writing 15, you know, back in 2015, because it's like, to just let him know how grateful I am. Like he started me writing this book five years ago, right? And what came to me and what I told her is I'm supposed to integrate these post concepts into the storyline format of this book. Like mm -hmm. I have different parts of the book laying it out in you know, the stuff I'm here to teach, but then peppering it with stories, mm -hmm. peppering it. And that's what I've already written. Correct. And it was like, don't recreate the wheel, use what you, you know, so even for people who have read my blog posts religiously for the last five years, it's still going to sound different in the book, Yes. but they're going to see that, that theme. And that's what my coach said. She's like, it's your authentic message. 
And she says, part of why you are having a hard time showing up is because you're supposed to feel the angst that you're helping people move through, but also it's allowing you to see how far you've come and what you get to release, right? Because part of me releasing this book is I said to her, I said, I don't know how this sounds, but as much as I'm birthing this book into the world, I think this, this book is calling out and helping me birth my authentic self into the world. There you go. There you go. There you yeah. Go. Cause it's, it's challenging. I mean, just the thought of putting, you know, and I'm sure most authors feel this at some point, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, Oh, once it's out there, you know, you know, the, cause I grew up, I grew up with a very heavy importance on how things looked, mm -hmm. not just physically, but proper. You need to look, you know, girls don't do this or people in our situation don't do things this way or you need to do it you know that kind of thing social status kind of thing and i realized how much of that is ingrained in me even though i'm i've always been the rogue i've always been the the the, the rule breaker but you know you can't get away from your conditioning mm -hmm. and and that there was this fear that was popping up in me around that piece mm -hmm. of it's like well what if it's not what if it's not the right message? What if it's not? And then I hear myself thinking, and my coach is like, yeah, and that's what, but your authentic voice is going to attract the people who need that message. It's not about attracting everybody or being right or wrong. To them. She goes, and you know this, but you can also have, I think it was a humbling moment because I tell people all the time, I hold space for other people to realize this, Yeah. but it's also important that I go through this too, right? There's that human aspect of me that sometimes I, I get, you know, because my coach even said, she goes, sometimes I wonder if I have anything to offer you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know how many times I've been told that in boyfriend relationships, all that? It's like, I feel like you've got this so much that I can't even bring any value to your life. And I was like, oh, sh shoot. I've been showing up so, like, put together and boxed in and, no. like, it's all good. And, mm. you know, that I've made people mm. think that they don't, that there's no room for them. Correct. Correct. And even to leave no room for, for me to feel vulnerable, you know, mm. in the feelings I'm having, even though I could rationalize how ridiculous they are to honor the fact that I get to be in this space too. Like I get to have these concerns too. I get to, so this is all becoming my, my therapy session. <laughs> no, no, that's, guess what? It's you eavesdropping in. Sometimes it's one person talk the entire hour. Some sometimes somebody. So it's it's okay. Uh, I so I have I have the the honor to decipher now what I've what I've been hearing and and in the process of doing that, uh, you you hear a couple of things. So Walter Walter, shout out to Walter Honeycut again. Walter's on here. Walter got his Love PhD. Walter. He got his PhD, I think in June, I think. And uh, he had to write, he said, four years on the same paper. So <laughs> two peas in a pot. God, right? like, God bless it, you, Walter. It, it, I don't I know. know if I could do four years of this. <laughs> uh, but but what, what it is, is he's laughing. <laughs> so so kudos to you, Walter. But here's, here's what I'm hearing, right? When I, when I hear you talk about this, you know, you're bored and keeping it fresh. Um, in all of everything that we will birth, 
everything that we are supposed to have the authority to stand in front of people or have people listen. The authority doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from, it doesn't come from, oh, I am Wallenport, so listen to me. No, the authority comes from there. There's that channel that the individuals who are listening, they understand that this lady or this man or this person, they've gone through it. There's, there's such clarity and, 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 and I don't want to use the same word authority. There's such clarity. There's such an understanding. There's a galvanizing of, of the two, the ear that is here in the mouth say, I've been through this. Here's what I've been through. And it's not a temp template that you're giving them. You're giving them, here's how I went through it. Here's how you could go through it, but your path through this will be different. But I've been through it and I'm standing up here so you can go through it and you can stand. The reason why we're going through problems, the reason why we're going through issues, the reason why is to get the understanding of it so that we can then, there's a solution within us that others don't have. They don't have the capacity to generate that um, solution. They're weak. And, I'm, and mind you, when I say they're weak, we have fed of other people who have gone through, who've been through their walks, and we have fed of when we were weak. So, so saying there. We've all been now, there. In other words, we've we've all been in that week. We've, we've been seat. in a weak, 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 weak uh, positions. So, we the the weak ones feed off the strong ones in that particular silo, in that particular area of life, and then we feed off, and then we get strong, and we go through a completely different situation, and and they feed off. Now you writing this thing, writing this book. Just as the person, your coach said, it's not for everybody to hear. It's not for everybody to no. read. And anybody no, who, thinks, who thinks that they're doing something, I, I get that out of your mind because you're about to fall flat on your face. Because this gift that you perceive that you have, this, this, this thing that's supposed to save the world, <laughs> when you go and deliver it, and the people go, ah, shut up, shut up, ah, dumb, dumb. What do you know for sure? What's your true north? Is it, I was made for this. I was meant to be. I'm standing in this space and I'm going to keep doing because sometimes something new, a gifted new thing is not understood. And the way the world replies to it is dumb. Shut up. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to read it. But if you stand strong in your truth and know that this is exactly what I'm made for, time is such a beautiful thing because now people have the hindsight because when they do read it, when they read the first chapter or they hear the first, the first few words and then they come back 14 episodes later, oh, they're still here? Huh, so eavesdrop is still on. Well, let's just listen in and see what this... Oh, the first one was kind of, oh, well, no, it's getting interesting. Wow, okay. You get people to buy in. So the same person who told you to shut up will turn out to be your disciple, your evangelist. That's going to be, you, you ought to read this book. You ought to go and listen to what they're saying. So 
stand your experience, just what you're going through, just what we're going through, what everybody's going through, as long as we can see it as solutions, future solutions for people who will come behind, you, 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 you can go through it. You can go through it with some strength and go through it with your notebook, copying those aha moments, copying them so that when you start to teach and you have the authority to speak, you have your reference point. Uh, so that's that's what I get from from what from what what you 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 were saying. But so can I say something real quick? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So you, you, you. lots coming up for me about that because I I always feel I felt like my pattern as I work backwards, like where okay. people like go in developmental stages this way. I've always felt like I go backwards. And one of the things that I find I'm learning, and so you're talking about when we walk in a weak, weak place, mm -hmm. and then we can walk in a strong place. I feel like I'm learning to do both because I believe my depth of wisdom comes from the fact that I have gone through a lot in life. Mm -hmm. I've gone through a lot. And I've learned to kind of keep it from the public. So it appears like I have it all together because I've learned to do that so well. Mm -hmm. And I think that strength, a lot of times then comes across like you're in a different zone, right? Mm. You're diff in a different place. So what I'm learning to do is people learn to go from weak to strong. I, I don't even think it is weak and strong. I think about it as vulnerable and, you know, maybe impenetrable. Correct. <laughs> and, and, and I'm learning to be able to show my vulnerability at the same time as demonstrating my strength. Mm. You know, I remember um, Brene Brown talking about this. She's like, you know, for so long as a researcher, like we're so in our heads and we're so like, it has to be all of our data has to be in line and Correct. on point. And, and it's about this perfection orientation. And it's like, okay, I have to get myself near bulletproof and perfect before I present myself. Mm -hmm. And and she goes, and then I realized, you know, when she got shoved into the scene in her TED Talks and she wasn't ready for that public eye kind of thing, because she's really a behind the scenes kind of girl, mm -hmm. that that's not what people wanted to see anyway. And she's like, wait, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I mean, and then she realized people, people can't adhere to not ready or people can't adhe can adhere to not ready. They can't adhere to perfect. Mm. Right. So we cannot, it's not available to us. And so that's what I feel like I've really been learning too, is that part of why people show, have shown up in my life and said, you don't need me. I feel like you don't need me. You've got this to the X degree because yeah. you don't show any need. You show like you've got it all together and it's all, nobody has seen what's under the surface of me doing the deep dives. Mm. Nobody has mm. seen the practice and the, the sweat and tears and it, because I just don't show it. Mm. But I'm learning to allow that to be seen. I mean, I didn't do it purposely. I remember when I was a little kid, the same thing. It just, but the visionary piece is the other thing that resonates with me that you said. You know, it's like visionaries are used to being 10 steps ahead. Mm -hmm. And so like you said, people show up, what, what, like, what's that? That's stupid, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't understand because yeah. it's already in the future. Yes. Like, and, and we're not, we're not thinking in the future. We're thinking in the now and we're trying to, the visionary is trying to present something to us from the future and we don't get it. And so what we don't understand, we call stupid yes. because we don't want to feel stupid. We project the stupidity concept. It's like, well, I don't want to feel like, I don't understand it, so I'm just gonna yes. push it away, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm accustomed to that. So I'm not worried, I'm used to showing up on the scene and presenting something that people either aren't ready for, don't like, don't get, yes. I'm used to that. Yes. But what I'm not used to 
is embodying that in the moment, right? Like I've always kept myself separate. It's like, that's just my message or that's just, I'm just here doing my job. I'm just, you know, and now it's like, you know, to really let that be me, know that my message is me, mm -hmm. that my job is me, mm -hmm. that identification in my authenticity, yeah. so that it's a different kind of thing than to get someone's response when they don't get it, because it's not just, I don't get it, it's I don't get you. And mm. yet we get to stand firmly in that it's okay if you don't get me. It's okay if you never get me. It's okay if you never like my work. I still honor you and where you are. Yeah. That's what's starting to develop in me. And as that develops, it's easier for me to let the full me show. Do, do and I think a lot of us who have been in that space, I know a lot of people who could probably say the same thing, yes. you know, about themselves. And the struggle is to be in that moment and allow ourselves to vulnerably also not be attached to other people's okayness with who we truly are we get to be okay with our, we get to be in our own okayness with who we are. So, so, so um, there's something called a season of appearance, right? It's, it's not my time, go ahead and do it. But then all of a sudden it's, it's my time. So you talked about it with Brene Brown. It was her season of appearance, a season where all what she's been doing, all what you've been doing, what I've been doing, there's a season, there's a time and place. So I always, you know, I always use the Bible. Um, they call, to go to John and John says, mm, this is not the time. It's not the time for me to go out yet. Jesus came, Jesus, not the time. And when the time came, boom, they came out. Um, a couple of things. So Heather Travis goes, we all need our own reminders of the strength we have. And then she comes right back with seeing a full of your true self. Thank you, Heather, for, for your comments. Yeah, um, I like that. We, 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 must, we must understand that some people love to eat the pineapple upside down cake. Other people love to see how you make the cake. Other people want to purchase the ingredients for you. So who are we to say, I'm only going to show the pineapple upside down cake. I'm going to serve the cake. Some people don't care about the serving of the cake. They want to know how that cake was made so that they can see, ah, she put that in there. She didn't follow, she followed a recipe, but she didn't add it a twist. She put some nuts at the bottom. She put some um, molasses. She put, you know, brown sugar. She added some pineapples instead of the, the cherries. She added some cherries. And then she says, you know what? I'm going to put something else in. She put walnuts and all these different things in there. Um, some people want to see that. So now I'm going to challenge you. The challenge is, and this is a challenge to all of us. Now I told my brother, I said, man, you, you, got, you got a whole lot to, to tell, to say. You've been through a whole lot. He goes, who wants to hear it? I'm like, gosh, these guys, people who are so not open. And you know, that's why people hold, you see certain people holding space and you're like, but why is he holding that? Because he was brave enough or she was brave enough to say, hey, I'm going to come and hold this space. And they're holding it until you decide to come and bring your flavor. So here's the challenge. I, I'm challenging us and you, because like we're talking, I'm challenging you to turn the camera on in your most <laughs> vulnerable 
space in terms of, in terms of, listen, let me, let me give the parameters before you, you said no one when I'm not even going to do it. Um, <laughs> when you have that writer's block, when you have that block where you, oh my goodness, when you say to yourself, I can't, I can't even run, I can't even add another mile or you know what, I'm done or I'm writing this four year paper and you know what, I'm putting this thing down and I'm, do you know that when you turn that camera on and, and, and just go and speak to the camera and go, you know what, camera? I'm tired. I'm not going to do it. That's what I'm telling myself now. And then you explain your feelings, explain what's going on in that thought process in your mind. And then you stop, you, you stop recording. Keep, keep that recording. A couple weeks from that recording, you will be in a different place and you will be doing, you will be running that mile. Or is that person who's running a mile and say, I'm stopping and the instance, because there, there are shorter results, result uh, um, events, they can come back when they're running and say, hey, I kept on going. I kept on going. Uh, keep on going, right? Yours is maybe a week or two where you're not writing and then you, you get it. And then you, in the moment, you turn it back on and say, ah, I'm writing again. And here's what happened. You saw the video on XYZ. Show those two. Because you said, you, said, you said this. We always get the pineapple upside down cake. We always do. And we eat it. And it's, it's such a disservice to the individuals who are eating it because they think it always ended up with that perfect cherry right in the middle of the pineapple. It always... It, but they didn't see that you were cutting the cherry, the stem off the cherry, like, oh, no. Uh, uh, uh. They have to understand that everybody saw Michael Jordan come out and, and, and dominate. But they didn't see the grueling hours if he had turned the camera on and showed the, 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 the boils under his feet, the, the corn, the callus from doing the same move over and over. You would go, that's what I have to go through. Let me rethink this. Or, yes. I want it. I'm going to go through it. Get me, get me, Trace. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, it's funny. You were talking about your brother saying, you know, who wants to hear it from me? I totally recognize that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have been, I have, that's been my response to so many things in my life. I mean, even my marketing person is like, people want to see you in your life. Like my Instagram. I'm like, why? Who wants to see me eating breakfast? Who wants to see me? Like, why? Like, it just, it doesn't occur to me. I mean, I was the one that my husband was trying to propose to me. Mm -hmm. I did not see it coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so obvious to everyone else. Like when I tell the story to my girlfriends, they're like, you didn't get it? Even when he got down on one knee, I was like, what are you doing down there? I mean, that's how oblivious, like, like it's so funny for as much as I can see certain things, there's the, 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 like the obvious factors that everyone else sees coming that I'm just like, what? Like, what are you, you know? doing? Why is that significant? Oh, that, it's a funny story. Like he actually practiced all day long how to say, will you marry me in French? Because I come from a background teaching French. And, 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 and he was garbling it. I mean, obviously he's not a French speaker. And I was like, speak English. What are you asking? He's on his knee. What do you think, lady? I mean, it was, it was, it was hysterical. Poor guy. He's like trying to put, we're in this French restaurant and he had the, the ring in this really ornate decorative, uh, cake kind of uh -huh. thing they had he had them bring it out but then they made the mistake of bringing two things 
And the second thing was chocolate and they put it in front of me. And so I didn't want to have anything to do with the one that had the ring in it. So I was like, no, you eat that one. And I'm like eating the chocolate. And he's like, he's trying to share it with me. And I'm just, it was a mess. I mean, poor man. Like I'm surprised he still wanted to marry me after all that. But the point being that what seems obvious to other people isn't always obvious to us. Mm. You know, when we're in our lives, it's like, it's just my life. What's so special about that? Like what, you know, and I've always felt that, mm. you know, it's like, you know, I don't know how people feel about astrological signs, right? But like, I'm a Leo and most people are like, oh, Leo, you want to be the center of attention. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, if I'm the center of attention, it's about you. <laughs> I'm taking stage for you. It is not about me. I'm an introvert. No way, no how. So it's this whole thing where we can think all we want based on how someone shows up. But what oftentimes is going on behind the scenes is really different. Mm. And training ourselves, and this is what I'm learning, is I want to be true to me. I want to be true. Like when I, was, when I wasn't wanting to write, mm -hmm. I wanted to honor that. I, I didn't want to force myself because for one, I want to enjoy this writing opportunity. Correct. I don't want it to feel like a job. But also there was something blocking me and I wanted to honor that instead of just push through it and just, you know, that's not honoring what's coming up. But at the same time, I wanted to honor the fact that I need to keep this ball rolling. This mm -hmm. book needs to get written. Mm. So I'm balancing those two things at the same time, you know, is how I feel for whatever reason and my goals and the things that I'm trying to get accomplished. And it's the same thing with honoring ourselves and our own needs and what other people might want from us, what other people might want to see, not that they're demanding it, but it mm. just helps us, it helps them to see us in a more true form, right? And, and, and that's, that's where I feel like I'm playing in this space. And I've heard this from so many clients right mm. now as well, is this balance of how do we honor what's true for us, our authentic selves? And also like I talk a lot in the book about conditioning and I know it can sound a little bit like I'm being harsh, like, oh, the world has conditioned us and pushed that away. Not at all. Mm. Conditioning is, is, is something that just happens. And, and we do live in this world with other people and their rules. And there's, there is this thing called, if we don't understand what to call it collectively, how do we know what each other is talking about? So certain amounts of conditioning and, and setting up structures is important. So where do we balance the ability mm. to, to utilize both effectively? right? To be able to be authentic, to own ourselves, to feel comfortable whether people love us or don't love us. And this is our message. And this is what I came for. And I accept it. And therefore I accept me. And if you don't accept me, that's okay. And also wanting to, I mean, as people who are more in the, you know, I, I'm, I'm a speaker, I'm, I'm going to be in front of people, people are going to be in a public personality, so to mm -hmm. speak. You know, people are going to want to know about your life. People are going to want to know, you know, where do I also balance that? Correct. Because I want to honor it. I don't want to Correct. be like, ooh, Correct. stop making me or stop getting into my business. Or I mean, yeah, there are parameters yeah. and boundaries. I mean, I get yeah. that. But but, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. I get, There's I a get healthy you. degree of being able to take into consideration that that piece of other, right? And yet delivering it in a way that's in alignment with the integrity of ourselves. So a couple things. Walter has a question and I'm going to, I'm going to bring that out up. Huh. Uh, the, uh, 
the 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 piece about goals, right? Who really rushes Picasso? Who rushes a a, a, a craftsman? Who rushes? Who rushes greatness? Nobody can rush greatness. And if you can't rush greatness, you, you, you better don't rush the greatness in you because you could truly abort the greatness when you put these goals. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying don't create goals team. I'm not telling myself or you or anybody who's on here, don't create goals. But there are certain goals we create that we say, like you say, you, you, you got the deadline to write the book. Bump the deadline in terms of if the, that great thing in you that you're about to birth isn't ready. Somebody wants to get the baby out on, on next week. The baby's not ready to come out. You can rush it. The baby, yeah, you can induce I agree. it. You can induce <laughs> it if there are issues, right? But let that baby come out. Let that baby come out in the time it's supposed to come out because trust and believe there are more things that you have to iron out, more things that you have to, to, to navigate so that when you do finally put this thing out, it gets out in the way it's supposed to be. Walter talks about, you know, you're talking about the connection and you talked about your marketing person said to get on Instagram and, you know, when we become real, he, he comments rather, um, when we become real, people are able to connect more easily with us. And most, most people think that, and I want your, your comment on that, most people think that it's as, as we're eating or we're dancing. It's not, it's, it's re I, I, my, my perception is if I am, if I am doing, we're doing these talks, right? It's not about showing me eating. It's what do I think that's related to the content that I'm talking about that is important to them. So if it's, if it's staying fit, because if I'm sick and I come here like, yeah, Tracy, we can, I can't talk to you today because I'm not well. And so if I have to be fit, I can come and just show, hey, here's a quick regimen of what, what I do every now and then when I go in the gym. Ah, 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 ah. You know, what are you doing to stay fit? That's, that's a 30 second, 10 second thing that you're doing to share, right? Like I, oh, I get it. I just don't think of it. Like to me, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so present in what I'm doing that I'm not thinking about, oh, I should take a picture of this so that I can capture that. And unless I have, unless I have somebody following me around with a camera, you know, who's like, oh, you know, my husband usually plays that role. Thank God for him, because there would be not a single picture of my daughter growing up if it weren't for him. Because yeah. I just, I'm in the moment. I'm experiencing it. I'm not capturing it with a camera. Yes. It doesn't occur to me. And so that's the piece, but to your point of saying the collective support team, and that's what I'm learning even in my work. Like one of the things I bring my clients is that ability to listen to their blind spots mm. and help them to strategize and bring, you know, forward that ability to show up authentically in their leadership, but also to put the right people in place to take the roles that are outside of their zone of genius. Mm. Right. That's part of my connective value. 
is to be able to say, okay, you need an integrator. Every time you try to take the integrator seat in your company, it's not your zone of genius and you mess things up. Mm. So we need someone who can do that naturally. And that's the thing is what I've just started to do is like, basically my daughter loves to capture things. I'm like, if you capture me doing something you think is cool, go for it. Mm. And it's setting people up to be my support team where they would be doing that stuff anyway, as opposed to me trying to change the way I look at the world and the way I act. I'm just not a person that thinks, oh, oh, I mean, the selfie thing I didn't get. Like when the whole selfie movement came in, I was like, I don't get it. Like, why, who cares? Like, why are you taking a picture of yourself? Like, I, like in that way. So, hey, hi, this is me. Look, oh, is my hair. I, you know, and then you're like the apps to change your face. What? Like, I don't, anyway. How my whole that. point, and I wanted to just say too, that yeah. that whole birthing thing, when you said it's not ready, one of the things that I think I'm trying to honor is both sides of the coin. Mm. We need, one of my friends who's a massage therapist specializes in pain management. And he did a talk for a group that I used to have years ago. And he mm -hmm. said, you know, the body has a certain amount of pressure within it in order to hold equilibrium and homeostasis. Mm -hmm. He says, for example, if there wasn't a certain amount of pressure that kept your vital organs in place, they would just plop right out. Correct. And so that concept of honoring your own process and goals, right? So honoring how I feel as I'm developing myself forward in a certain direction yeah. and setting parameters and structure around it creates that, that tension. Because that's really what it is. It's tension. Mm -hmm. It's not pressure. It's tension mm -hmm. in the body. Mm -hmm. A certain amount of tension is necessary. And that's why we have goals. Because if we were just like, oh, it'll happen when it happens, True. True. things would happen. True. But depending on your personality, and if you've got a personality like mine, where I'm a, a racehorse, like I want it to happen yesterday, uh -huh. right? That to honor that and also develop a certain sense of patience and, you know, all that, honoring mm -hmm. the process, mm -hmm. I have to honor that piece too. Correct. Right? So it's that, it's that tension point between honoring the natural organic unfoldment mm -hmm. and honoring that we need structure and we need to hold ourselves accountable and responsible to maybe deadlines, maybe. So can we have, like we were talking about flow before, right? Correct. Can we have flexible deadlines? Yeah, I think 2020 is pretty much taught as we need to do that, Correct. right? If we weren't practicing that before, we're definitely learning you that lesson it. now. You got it. Right. So it's, it's the flexibility, but we can't really have one without the other. I don't think, I mean, that's just my personal take on it. I think we need both. We need that structure. We need to be able to move and plan and, and, and vision, right? Mm -hmm. Visionary aspect is incredibly important. That's where I live. That's who I am. So if that wasn't important, I would have no significance on this planet. Correct. But at the same time, what I've been learning and working backwards is, is that, ebb and flow piece correct is letting people have their own process is coaching has been perfect for me because it's allowed me to practice more non-attachment mm. non-attachment to the outcome non-attachment to people's development non-attachment to the process because as a coach quite frankly i have a bird's eye view of people's lives i can see and if i get too attached to whether they follow <laughs> what i see or not 
I get into really disappointed most yes. of the time. Yes. But that's not the point. I'm not here to tell them what to do. I'm here to hold space for them to discover and therefore I cannot be attached. And where that works with clients, it also works in personal relationships. And so, being able to let go of that attachment, you know, to, to, to how that person shows up in their life, in my life even. Mm -hmm. I, so same as though we're gonna stick on goals here. I, I think it depends, it depends on, as you were talking, you know, mid-sense, mid it depends on what you're doing. So when I say it depends on what you're doing, so I know as an engineer, I, we have the, 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 the project plan and we have to execute on the project plan. It's, you, you, you know how to spend these amount of hours on it and you just execute on it. You're creative in, 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 in writing software or whatever you're doing, but you, you are, you know, you got your deadline. You're going at it. Okay, I know deadline's coming. Da, 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 da. For creatives, individuals who are in the arts, individuals who are, so writing, you know, music, um, speech, you know, uh, spoken word, etc. You, you, as much as deadlines and goals, I think we're mixing deadlines and goals have the goals don't let the deadline define how yes. you are operating i think that's good yes that's i would it. agree with that's that it. that's it's it. not the what it's the how it's correct so have the goals definitely have the goals but the deadlines if you you botch a deadline in terms of your creativity that's have compassion on yourself because that creative thing will create it give it time right so i think that's thank goodness that it clicked that it's deadlines and goals and not just goals have goals um so let's let's see let's see what what else what else what else we got we got a good 15 minutes a good so i want to talk about the non-attachment piece okay. because something came up and actually it was it's it's just today you know mm -hmm. in a couple of conversations that started my day and then some client conversations uh, mm -hmm. after that. But this wow. idea of non-attachment and being able to show up in one another's lives and hold space. So my husband and I have this, you know, we all in coupleships, right, have these patterned discussions that show mm -hmm. up all the time. Like, oh, we're having that conversation again, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And that came up this morning. My husband was triggered by something that I had done and said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he typically, when we, when we were in our early, early part of our relationship, he would hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And like a month later, just explode. And then it was like, what is this all about? You know, like I'm oblivious because obviously, as we all know now, I'm oblivious of a lot of obvious things. <laughs> um, but I'm like, what just happened? You know, and, and, but he now is getting into this new pattern that he's established of speaking it, bringing it forward. I was triggered by this and I just want to talk to you about it, which is great. Well, what has brought, what has allowed me to, it's kind of this idea of burdens and carrying burdens for other people and not be mm -hmm. attached to, you know, so he basically was making this, you know, has been making this connection between when this, when X happens, it means this, it means Y. Gotcha. Right. And, and at the same time, you know, I'm like, well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And 
that's not what's going on over here. So it gives me the opportunity to say, okay, this is my part of the story. Right. But also what I realized is for so long, I was trying to make it okay for him. Like when he was triggered, I was, I was trying to position myself to support his emotions ah. to not. And, and that's when we get in and it's like, it's like if he's carrying a, a load of bricks and I get in there and I start carrying the bricks with him and he's like, Hey, can you get the door? Well, I can't cause I'm, I'm carrying the bricks. Correct. Right. But if I didn't carry his burden, I would be in this supportive role. Where, yeah, I can open the door for you. I can get you a glass of water. I can support you better when I'm not carrying your burdens with you. Ah. And so it was this idea of saying, and yes, and I might have been the trigger, but what you're telling me right now isn't about me at all. Is to be able to step back and go, what is it telling you about you? What is it telling you about your needs in this moment? What is it telling you about maybe something you still want to work on? I said, I'm going to tell you something that I would tell a client if you were my client. I would look at this particular thing, and then maybe you can go work out with your coach or whoever what that means to you. Maybe be my coach. But it's not. Can't coach your significant <laughs> other. That is a bad mistake. But it's so it is. It is amazing because there was no emotionality. There was love and there was support and there was like, yay, you found something. Mm. And so what became a challenge conversation in the beginning ended up being a celebration in the end. And like this trigger just told you, you still get to look at something. There's still something there that is trying to make itself apparent to you so that you can heal it so that you can work through it. But I had to get to the point where I was no longer going, Oh, well, let me help carry that. Gotcha. Right. I have no attachment. Right. In that regard, I have love, I have support, I have unconditional love, but that's not about me. My stuff similarly is not about him. He may trigger me, mm -hmm. but if I am having the experience, it's mine to own. And the more we're able to, you know, and I just learned to do that in all my relationships. It's like, unless I am your coach mm -hmm. or your mother, mm -hmm. and I only have one of those, gotcha. <laughs> one that falls into that category, yeah. but that's not really my job to carry. I mean, I, I'm here to listen. I'm here to give you feedback. I'm here to hold space for that. Mm -hmm. But it, even as your wife, I am not here to make that okay for you. Only you can heal you. Even okay. medicine, it's not that's, healing us. It's just providing a space for us to heal ourselves. That's true. That's true. Um, and it's a tough lesson. That's one that a lot, I mean, this is, again, this has been a conversation that's gone around this household quite a few times is, it's not attachment doesn't equal love. So if I say not my burden, doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I don't care about you. Doesn't mean I'm not holding unconditional love for your healing and for you to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I can talk to you about it. I just mm -hmm. am not going to hold that. It's your emotional feeling. It's your trigger. It's your wound. It's your, it's not mine. And I think we've learned that to love someone is to carry their burdens. And it makes us less effective in the partnership, whatever that partnership is, friendship, business, you know, mm -hmm. romantic. It makes us less effective because we're burdened too. How are we going to help support that person if we're burdened also? Feeling someone else's empathy is not about holding someone else's burdens. So let's play a Because I can't fix your burdens. They're yours. I, I can I can I can understand what you're saying. Let's let's fix let's fix it with with a scenario, 
right? Let's 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 explain this with a scenario because I'm a scenario kind of guy. I'm getting you, but I want I'm not getting certain things that you're saying, so I want to hear the scenario. Clarify. The scenario is this. Um, I have an issue. Um, um, I am mean. It's gonna come out. I don't know what what I'm saying now, but it's gonna it's gonna form. I am mean. I'm selfish, right? And um, I'm just tick hoarding things in the house or with the relationship. And I something something happens to me. Ignore what I said earlier. Something happens to me, and I come, Tracy, Tracy. Um, um, I I I I can't afford the car. I'm 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 organically my brain is going so ride with me i can't afford the car can you can you borrow me um ten thousand dollars um to to get the car because you know i need the car how 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 in 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 your non-attachment scenario right and i i know you got the ten thousand dollars or i want you to co-sign something for me aha to co-sign something for me walk through empathy and non-attachment because some okay. people want to go with oh, i'm gonna help him or even a drug the drug son or drug daughter who comes to ask i need the money i know you got the money what's what's talk to me well fixing that is enablement so if it's something that's not serving the person again it's not our judgment of whether it's we think it's serving them or not mm -hmm. but if they're in need we create our own patterns right so if they're in a bad place they created it so if we just keep saving them from the bad places, we're not helping them to create patterns that don't put them in bad places. Does that but make I need sense? A car. I need a car to go to work. I need a car. Right. To so that happened to me. That actually happened to me with an ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. where he was in that space. He wanted me to co-sign for a car. And I mm -hmm. said, no, and he was so mad. He's like, you don't love me. You don't care. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I need a car to get to work. My parents are not, you know, I was like, well, what are some other options? I'm like, I'm happy to take you to work. And maybe you can get somebody to bring you home or whatever, you know, but no, I'm not going to put my financial well-being on the line because I didn't create the scenario you did. Mm -hmm. And so how can I help support you to come up with solutions for yourself without fixing it for you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been that person. I haven't always shown up in every relationship that way, but I've always felt that like I've always, and I've always appreciated when people hold me in that space. It's like, Correct. but you know, it's, it's, it's like the friend I said, he's like, you've never given me, you have, a, I have one friend, especially who I have this, yeah. this kind of relationship with. It's like the person rarely gives me what I want, but always gives me what I need. And I love that person. They're one of my favorite people on this planet. Wow. Like you may see that. I mean, we, we could go back and forth like this, but he, he always shows up consistently that way. And when I look back on any lesson that I've had where he's been involved, hmm. I can say I might not have gotten what I wanted, but I always got what I needed with that person. And you gain a whole lot more. You, le you, you learn how to fish versus giving them. He has grown me for people who get, and, and, and we need both because sometimes we need support. We, we, and, we, and so it's, but it's how we support. There's a difference between help and support. I don't like the word help. I mean, sometimes it, it applies, but mm -hmm. I would rather support someone than help them. Because to support for me is, how can I create a space for you to figure out what works for you in that, to find your solution within that?
I'm not giving you the answer. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not making it better for you. I'm providing that space for you to find a way to empower yourself to make it better for yourself. And it, it, and it can be in the smallest ways. I mean, you can imagine what it's like to live in a space with me. <laughs> you know, because half the time it's constantly this, can you just give me what I want? You know, mm-hmm. my daughter's all the time, mom, why is it so hard? Just give me what I want. Yeah. I'm like, honey, how are you going to give you what you want? Because my job as your mom is to prepare you for the world. Mm-hmm. If I'm constantly giving you, we know those kids, the entitlement kids, that they got everything they wanted and then they go out in the world and they expect the same thing. They expect everybody else to be like their parents and give them everything they want. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Not as an employee, not as a significant other, not as a boss, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this is my humble lens and I can only show up. We go back to the authentic conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be authentic. I am used to walking into a room and saying what's controversial. I am so used to it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it, you know, because it's, it's, it's such a thin line between, is it, is it, is it, you see, when you, when I hear non-attachment, it's so cold, right? It's, it's the meaning we've given to it and a lot of it's, a lot of it's conditioned. I mean, even the burdens we've learned, what, those of us who are Christian, we've learned help carry the burdens of others. You know, it's better to give than receive. And mm-hmm. I basically write all that off. It is not better to give than receive. It is uh-huh. equally important to give and receive mm-hmm. because it keeps things balanced. Correct. And no, I'm not here to carry your burdens because guess what? You don't grow when you don't learn to carry your own. So mm-hmm. I'm actually in enabling you, I'm disabling you. And I love you. Unconditional love is to let you grow. So Karen, Karen, so I, I completely agree with you. In terms, you know, some people misunderstand the 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 under the, the 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 word carrying somebody's burdens, right? It's yeah. some people see it as really coming there and holding that thing. And uh, so Jesus is going up on the cross and he falls, and the guy comes and says, "You know what? Let me help you because you you really can't do it now." He takes it and he carries the cross for Christ, right? There are some people who in life, and you, you've, you've, is, is that person that came in and when you didn't have gas and in Switzerland and doing all this and, and the blessing comes, right? That's, <sighs> that's different. That's like if somebody's literally burning to death or drowning or something. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I know. You see, that's why I'm trying to, to, to say that. So people don't misunderstand that it's it's just keep going, you know. No, it's not. No, it, that is not it, what I'm talking about. Thank you. So so that's see that's what the eavesdrop is about is for us to to tease apart and and speak it right and and explain it. It's it's not it's not as you said somebody's burning and you say, um, how did you get here? <laughs> Did yeah, you, I'll hold space for you to figure out what through, you're gonna do. <laughs> did you run through or one, you know, get the fire extinguisher and right? It's it's scenes, it's scenarios and 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 situations where you know that if I if I enable this person, if I if I give to this person rather than letting them go through it, they will keep coming back to me. 
right? I've heard this said, what someone, let God tell you to give it. Because some people say, oh, God says give, give, give. And so you got to just give and give and give and give. And you know that the person who you're giving to, maybe that person is going through a learning process on how to manage their money so that they're going through the pain of not having it. And there you come in and you're going against what God has in store for that person, right? So the bottom line is understand, be at peace, connect with, your, with God so God gives you the decision points and let him lead you in doing, doing the, the, the unattachment and non-attachments, the, the burden bearers. Because a burden bearer is someone who I consider a burden bearer is you're going through an issue and I just come in your space and just, and you talk and talk and I'm like, yes, 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 yeah. And then I'm done. Take care, Tracy. Take care, okay? I'll be back tomorrow. Would you want me to come tomorrow, day after, day after tomorrow, please? Okay. And day after tomorrow, I come with your burden. But I'm not, I'm not there going, um, I'm going to tell if it's a, it's a, 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 a relationship issue. I'm going to go and tell him and I want to fight him and I'm going to put a slap in his face for, you know, now you're taking on, you, you're taking on to fix. Uh, I think we need to, to start up next week with non-attachments again. I think there's a whole lot more that we can unpack from this and, and makes it clear for, for others to, to see how they're enabling, how they are carrying burdens and not being able to open a door for the person as they're bringing their burden through. Ah, Tracy. Yeah, is well, and I was going to say attachments create suffering. So that's the, that's the point I want to end on to have people think about is that because it's like an attachment mm. is an expectation. Mm. You know, we expect when we attach ourselves to a thing, a person, a situation, yeah. an outcome, and it doesn't happen, we suffer. Yep. Right. And so that's where the, the non-attachment, if we want unconditional loving, which I think is one of my big lessons in this life. I think it is for all of us, but I'm very aware of this as being a lesson because mm -hmm. I have this love-hate relationship with The Giving Tree, which is a book all about unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that book keeps showing up in my life constantly. Right. And I know that that's what it means. But in order to be unconditional, we have to be non-attached mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to specifics. Doesn't mean we don't love people. In fact, if anything, when we're not attached, kind of like being able to be free to open the door and take care... When we're not attached, we have more freedom to be more loving, to be more supportive, to give more of ourselves. Mm. Because when we're in there under the burden with the person, we, there's, there's no room to give. Mm. There's mm. no hand to give. Mm. Right. So that's the way I look at it. So we, yeah, we can, we will, we will definitely come back around this conversation. Um, I look forward to it. Uh, once again, thank you everybody for coming out. Really appreciate you spending an hour with us. Tracy, you have a good one, dear. Uh, you too, Lowen. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.